This is Contractor Sense with Ruth King. Welcome to Contractor Sense. Here you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contracting business and you. I'm your host, Ruth King. This episode is sponsored by Profitability Movement. Go to https forward slash forward slash profitability movement.mn.co to join this community of business owners focused on building profit, increasing wealth, and giving back. Thank you for joining us. Here's how we will help your business and you today. You're growing a great business and your exit plan is to sell. What do you do? How do you prepare? And what decisions do you need to make? My guest today, Josh Patrick, just wrote the book, A Sale Ready Company, and will answer your questions. Josh, welcome to Contractor Sense. Thanks, Ruth. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, well, you've been in the industry a really long time, just kind of like me. I mean, we both have gray hair, so I'm not that anybody can see it, but um, to give everybody a little you, bit of background. You, you have gray hair and I have no hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I started off in the blue collar world, um, not in the contracting world. I own a, a food service and vending company where we fed people who worked in factories, and we grew that company from one part-time employee to 90 when we sold it in 1995 and then i went into the wealth management world where we still have businesses and all my clients because i came out of the blue collar business world are business owners and i started to see patterns that emerged between almost every business owner in the universe so um, from those patterns we just said you know there's really two sides of a business there's the personal side and there's the economic side and most people focus on one or the other and we're not we're going to focus on both we're going to help people become personally sustainable and economically sustainable in the company our first book about is our second book is okay after you've done this for 30 40 maybe even 50 years at some point you're going to transition away from your business and in the blue collar world selling to a third party is a challenge so what do you do if you can't sell the business to a third party, which is sort of the question I have, or selling to a third party just is not a very attractive option for you. But the, the other option is, do you have employees that you can sell to, right? Well, that's the main, that's the main, the main way people leave blue collar businesses. And this is what the book is about, is what we call an internal transition. And an internal transition is either to your key people. It could be to all your employees if you're big enough and you do an ESOP, but those are rare, or to your family. And they're very similar, but there's some major differences between the two. Yeah, I mean, selling to your family is is the way a lot of it goes, but then dad doesn't want to let go. You know, he sold the business to his kids and he still wants to control everything. Well, it, yes, that's true. And they should control everything to a point until they're paid off. Mm -hmm. Be because they're the ones who are taking the risk. Right. If I'm 65, 70 years old, and I'm selling my business to my children, and I'm financing the sale, which is what I'm going to do about 99.9% .9 of the time, uh, I'm at risk for my retirement if they screw up the business. Yeah, so absolutely. I, I need to have a methodology where I act like the bank. So what we do is we build in the uh, methodology for the selling owner, the parent, to 
not control the business, but the ability to step back in if the children screw it up. And it's not just based on the profit and loss statement, it's based on ratios off their balance sheet. Correct. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and, it, and it's interesting because there have been a lot of um, financial institutions right now who are targeting contractors because, you know, for all intents and purposes, we're essential businesses, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so they have come in and when mom and dad want to sell, as long as it is a profitable business and can, stay, can sustain a loan, whether it's mom and dad's loan or a bank loan, they basically pay mom and dad off and they you know, have the bank loan. So it's a real bank at that point. Yeah, if, you, if a real bank will, will, bank will be bankable for you, that's great. Um, okay. You know, unfortunately, you know, children generally don't have any assets or anything the bank is really interested in as far as security. Um, and they get a personal guarantee, but there's nothing behind the personal guarantee. So we find the, the local banks will say, okay, if your parents co-sign, you can get it. Same if thing. your parents are going to co-sign, yeah. um, you put yourself behind the bank. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it depends also on the profitability of the business too. I mean, if the business is not really profitable, no bank's gonna look at it anyway. That's true, that's true. Um, what we see with contractors often is banks are happy to do lines of credit and they're happy to do equipment loans or equipment leases. But when it comes time to actually fund the buyout of the business, unless you have some significant cash as a down payment, they're not interested. Yeah, they don't. And, they, you know, banks are not in the risk business. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> Which is easy to find out. So, what we recommend, we don't recommend, we just go and say, what's comfortable for you? Are you comfortable sitting behind the bank for security? And often the selling parent tells us, no, we're not. Um, if we're out of it altogether, then the bank can do whatever they want. But if I have to hold paper, and I'm behind the bank, that puts me in a bigger risk than I want to be, and I don't really have the control I want to have. Mm -hmm. So um, when we say control, we're not saying what to do on a day-to-day -day basis. There's a process that has to go through with managers and with um, children if they're going to take over a business. Yeah, and that, absolutely. And, and that process often is they have to learn how to change their thought process or mindset from being an employee to being an owner. And if they don't develop an owner mentality, it's pretty hard to sell the business. And in our experience, it takes somewhere between two and seven years for that to happen. Yeah, um, and if, the, if they don't want to either. I mean, there's so many people out there who say, oh, I wanna own a business. Then when they find out reality, um, <laughs> and it's like, no, I don't wanna do this. It's the same with, People out in the field, they go, okay, I'm tired of being out in the field. I want to be a manager. And then they find out that the skill set to be a manager is not the skill set to be an employee. I mean, you know, field employee too. So there's lots of things um, to do that. So, okay. So when we get back from break, I want to talk specifically about Sale Ready Company. Um, before we get to the break, how do people find out about you? Where do they go to find out about you, Josh? Well, um, if they want to buy the book, there's several places to find me I'm all over the place. But if they want to buy the book, we have a, a site for that. It's www.saleReadyCompany.com. 
If you want to find out more about what we do, it's www.sustainablebusiness.co or www.stage2planning.com. And that's the number two, not spelled out. Um, stage two planning is for our wealth management, people going through financial transitions, and sustainable business is for people who want to create a personally and economically sustainable business. Terrific. All right, we will be right back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. Were you thrown into management? You know, you're doing your day-to-day job and you crave more. You want to become a manager or even own your own business. All of a sudden you're thrown into management and whoa, not what you expected. Where's your lifeline? You're now responsible for making sure others get their work done, dealing with customer complaints, budgets, keeping your boss happy and getting stressed out trying to do it all. You long for the days when all you had to do was your job. You get frustrated because people just don't follow the rules like you did. How do you make them comply? And what if they quit? You know how to do the work, but do you know how to manage the work? Where do you get the skills you need to be a great manager, to run a profitable department, to actually enjoy work again? My seven month online coaching program, Leadership Skills for Smart Managers. As Mike Shelley, a plumber who was promoted to plumbing manager said, I have grown a lot. I am no longer brand new. This class helped me thicken my skin exponentially. I'm finally seeing the forest through the trees, at least a little. I am definitely more confident than I was seven months ago. You can experience this more. The next Leadership for Smart Manager class starts November 1st. Go to www.hvacchannel.tv or call us at 770-729-8000 to reserve your spot today. We're back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. I'm talking with Josh Patrick, who has many years in this industry, talking about sustainable businesses, number one, and his new book, A Sale Ready Company. And before the break, we talked a little bit about having to get the employees or children, for that matter of fact, changing their mindset from employee to owner. And how do you make that happen? Well, it's, it's actually a process. You, and this is one of those things where I, I get into arguments with mindset people all the time. Mindset's important, but in this particular case, it's going to follow action. So we have to start getting to do things that owners do. And at first, it's going to be really uncomfortable because you're going to say, I don't want to do this because um, the, uh, their coworkers are going to think I'm not working hard or my coworkers are gonna think I'm a spoiled brat, or I could come up with tons of ors, but it really comes down to, do you have the ability to hire people? Do you have the ability to fire people? Are you willing to do that? Do you look at the company as the most important driver of success instead of you personally? Do you start looking at profits as a way you get paid and not salary that you get paid? And the bonuses that you earn are not pennies from heaven, but they're based on dollars that are created by the company and you get a percent of those dollars. And until you start looking at that as the most important driver of how you earn money, you're still having an employee mindset. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's really, you know, the wish to do this and the reality of what it takes sometimes are totally different. You know, that's why um, the only time I've ever seen these transition internal transitions fail is when they're started too late. You know, I had a, a, a subcontractor we were working with, and he had decided he wanted to get out of his business yesterday. 
and he brought in his two key people and said, here's how we're going to do it. But they didn't have a chance to get used to and look at how fair he was actually being. They went out and hired their own attorneys, and their own attorneys were looking at this thing, and they had no idea what was going on. They screwed up the deal. And as it turns out, the guy never sold the business to them. They went off on their own star, their own drywall company. And they never got the chance to get the cash flow and the profits from the business they were working with to make their life easier. So they did a startup instead of buying a going business. Oh my I'm gosh. Tell you oh my if gosh. you can if you can buy a going business versus a startup and you don't do it, you're an idiot. But they didn't trust him because they didn't have enough time to get used to being an owner. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's so much easier to buy an ongoing business than trying to start one from scratch. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Even one that's in, pro in problems. Yeah. We're not a big fan of acquisitions in a general rule, except in that one instance where you have no business and you're starting your first business. Yeah. You're way better off buying something that's operating if you can get, a, if you can get the seller to sell to you. And an internal transaction most of the time, the seller is anxious to sell the business. You know, I'm good friends with John Brown over at Business Enterprise Institute, and he teaches people how to, to help businesses go through exits. And he was telling me that the vast majority of the exits that his members are doing are internal. They're not selling to third parties. They're passing the business on to children or managers. But you need at least two years and probably three to seven years before you can actually make that transition work. So you must, must start early. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's talk about the book. It's really a story, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's a business parable. Okay. And we have um, the owner of the business and we have his spouse. And the owner of business, you know, has created a business that is personally and economically sustainable, but not necessarily transferable. And the problem happens is they always, when he made his business personally and economically sustainable, it became a lot more profitable. Well, when he was thinking about what he needed, he was thinking about what he needed based on what he was earning five years before that. Well, when you become more profitable, what happens with owners, they spend more money. Mm -hmm. And so he had to go back and say, gee, can I afford to sell the business? And the answer was no, and not unless we do some certain things. So we figured that out. Then we had to go through and say, okay, who's going to buy the business? Well, if we can't get the business to be even more profitable, even, even better, the economic needs that the owner, John, needs wouldn't be met. So the business had to go back. So the remaining managers and his child, who's going to take over the business, had to figure out how to make the business more profitable. When we go on, we have a, a dysfunctional son who causes all sorts of problems in the business. We have to figure out what are we going to do with this kid? We can't let him stay here because he's just causing problems. Except that John's spouse thinks that John, the owner, is treating their son unfairly. And unless you are dealing with the spouse as well as the owner, you are going to have problems selling the business or transferring the business or doing anything in the business. There is that silent partner. And too many people who advise businesses pay no attention to that silent partner. Cool. And so I won't I won't screw up the ending to find out what happens. So go go read the book Sell Ready Company. And if you yeah. want the book, it's sellreadycompany.com. 
and find out what actually happens to John. How's that? <laughs> and more importantly, what happens to mom, daughter, son, and the managers? Because yeah. yep. they all go through a bit of a metamorphosis during the book. Yeah. Well, the, the really interesting part about that is the fact that we look at the, the owners and the sons and the managers and stuff like that. But what about the employees? I mean, they're dealing with all this drama. And, you know, is it stable enough for them to stay? Because some of them will start, you know, exiting because they don't want to deal with this stuff either. Well, that all depends on how much it leaks out to, to being a general issue. Yeah, I understand that. But sometimes, you know, you, you know family businesses as well as I know family businesses. Sometimes they have fights in the office, which is not the right thing to do, but it happens. If they're having fights in the office, they're not ready to transfer the business. I can promise you that. <laughs> I, mean, I just recently dealt with a company where that exactly was happening. And what we ended up doing was we took 10% of the company and sold it to the son. And he gets a chance to prove whether there's any good or not. Yeah. And, and if he proves that he's good, his father will likely sell the rest of the business to him. If he's not, the father will sell the business to somebody else. Yeah. And that's really a good way to do it. Test them. See whether they're yeah. any good or not. Oh, we always want to test them. I mean, again, we're working with another family where the son is in sales, which is great for a while. We weren't able to sell, but he's not managing people. So we don't know if he's a good manager or a bad manager or, or in between. So we need to move him out of sales and put him in a position of responsibility where he's responsible for a P&L of a section of the company and has people reporting to him. Yeah, absolutely. They, have to, they absolutely have to have management um reporting skills and skills and management if they're going to take over a business it's you know it's not an option it just absolutely has to happen so cool all right josh give me the name of the book again and where they can find you it's the sale ready company and you can find it at www.salereadycompany.com and if you're interested in the sustainable business you can go to www.sustainablebusiness.co uh both, both books are there and um, they're going to help you at least look at your business and maybe ask, you might recognize yourself in some of those characters and say, gee, is this something I might want to pay some attention to? Yeah, absolutely. Josh, thanks so much for being with us. My pleasure. Thank you so much. And thanks to all of you for joining us. Choose one thing you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money too. For comments or questions, call me at 770-729-0258 or email ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.